What is up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Fireside Yankees. I'm Ryan Garcia. To my right is Nick. I got the directions right this time. I get it wrong all the time. Uh, but we're talking about who the Yankees' closer should be coming into the 2023 season. Now, the closer role is a little bit different than it was even five years ago. Now, this isn't something that's changed uh, you know, over the last 10 years. It's something that's really changed recently where... A defined closer role is kind of taboo, right? You kind of go closer by committee more than ever. Aroldis Chapman was the Yankees' closer for a very long time, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, now the Yankees don't have him on the roster. They don't really have a set closer. Holmes God. is someone that probably walks into spring training as the favorite just because he has the most experience. But there are plenty of guys on this roster that can be, you know, considered the best reliever in this bullpen and potentially the closer of this team. So before we get into everything related to the bullpen, related to the closer role, Nick, how are we doing today, my friend? I'm great. Again, it's just every day in January feels the same. It's like uh, it's just it just slodges by. You get through it. Now I'm I'm getting excited for the World Baseball Classic. Um, I'm getting excited for Yankees baseball, but I need Yankees baseball. So it's like that it's that love and hate relationship, that bittersweet where it's like, oh, we're so close, but since we're so close, this month is gonna go by so slowly and gruelingly. But gruelingly is a word. I'm pretty sure gruelingly is a word. Anyways, uh, I'm doing great today, my friend. I can't wait for this episode. I love recording with you. Recorded an episode yesterday with Sam where we kind of talked about the bullpen a little bit. But I'm excited to dive into it a little bit more today and talk about the closer, as you mentioned. Um, I love the I love the usage of taboo as well. That was great. Great. Hey man, I'm trying to expand my vocabulary here a little Look bit. At you. You know, I gotta. Look at gotta... You. We, call, we, we love a literate king. Yes, sir. We got it. We got it. We got to keep expanding that vocabulary. But, you know, I mentioned Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, you know, I know that he had his issues, you know, really in August. It was a brutal month for him. You know, it kind of started out with that rough outing in July against the Reds where it just completely fell off. I mean, he was just it was it was almost it was stunning, right? Like it was one of those outings where it's like, what the hell happened here? Uh, and you look at the outing and you're like, how did how did Clay Holmes get from, you know, just automatic win to guy who couldn't find the strike zone? Um, and a lot of that, I think, had to do with, you know, the uh, command issues, maybe some uh, fatigue, maybe some soreness, whatever it may be. I know he had an IL stint, though that felt a little bit more like a phantom IL stint. And then when he came back, he tried to be a little more slider heavy. He tried to, you know, throw a gyro slider and a sweeping slider. For those unaware, a gyro slider prioritizes more drop. That's more of that bullet-like spin. So think of uh, spin this direction as the ball's going that way. Uh, and sweeping sliders are more of those lower velocity. You know, you think Michael King, you know, those kind of video game movement sliders. Uh, both of those pitches have viability in the league. It's not like one is inherently better than the other, right? Uh, you know, if you look at your pitch mix, right, you're just trying to figure out what matches with all your other pitches. But Holmes kind of forgot that his best pitch is his sinker, right? And we saw this in the postseason. He used his sinker 90% of the time, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 91%. And he was dominant in the postseason, right? He, he was unbelievable. The Yankees were able to rely on him and kind of lean on him. Uh, he was a strikeout machine. You know, he was dominant. No runs given up, six innings pitched. That's just kind of the Clay Holmes you, you've come to expect. And he is a ground ball machine. So that sinker is a big pitch for him. And I think that's going to parlay him into continuing to be one of the top relievers in the game. I would say he's probably the Yankees' first option to close just based on yeah. experience. Uh, but it's not to say that Clay Holmes should be the only guy closing or that Clay Holmes should be the set closer. I, I think the way I view this bullpen is it should be a fluid situation. You know what I mean? Um, you have Loisga, you have Wadi Peralta, who, I mean, good God, every time that guy comes in for a save, it's mopping up someone else's mess and you're having a heart attack, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, you think of guys like Loisga, 
you think of guys like Peralta, Michael King is coming back. You know, I know you love Ron Marinasio. Ron Marinasio has, I don't think he got a save opportunity last year, but this could be the year for him, right? You know, you don't, you never know. Um, but I think the big thing here is not having Chapman and not having Britain around um, gives them a lot more of an opening where they can do what they want with the closer role. There's no, e there are no mouths to feed. And I'm not saying exactly. egos in the sense of like, you know, Britain's some egotistical guy. No, he's a great dude. Not going to speak for Chapman, but Britain, I know is a good yeah, dude. There are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of great reports about Britain off the field, but I get it. You know, when, when you don't have Chapman around and it's Britain there, you, you feel inclined to close with him. I totally understand. Uh, but but ultimately, there's not as many mouths to feed in terms of forcing guys to close, and everyone kind of can play into this fluid role where no one has a set closer role. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And that's what I will say I, I do like about the makeup of this bullpen. Like, look, every team in the past had to have their set closer, like you said. In the past five years, it's really changed drastically. I mean, imagine if the Yankees had gone into a spring training in 2012, and they're like, yeah, we don't have a set closer with Mariano Rivera on the roster. Like, that, is, that would be unheard of, and it would be considered blasphemy to many fans. But now, the Yankees have four or five guys that I think could easily handle save opportunities and closing duties. But I, it'll just, it just remains to be seen what the Yankees want to do. Again, Chapman, I think, is, a, is, the, is the best loss that we could have ever hoped for. Like, yesterday, when I was recording with Sam, he was saying it's addition by subtraction with this bullpen. And you mentioned Britain as well. Losing both guys and losing their large contracts and losing their pedigree kind of means the Yankees don't feel like they have to pitch those guys in the big high leverage situations. And now you have other guys that can step up. I think Wandy Peralta should be, if not Clay Holmes, should be the closer. I love Jonathan Loisega, and I think his second half last year was the real Jonathan Loisega. Once he was able to kind of get past a little bit of injury hump, figure out his sinker a bit more, and start pounding low and inside and low and outside in the zone, live on that bottom half of the plate, he was elite. Outside of, I mean, outside of Wandy in the postseason, I think Loisigo is easily our best reliever that pitched. And looking at next season, or this season, I should say, because we're in 2023 now, looking at this season, I think it's going to be uh, whoever's healthy, whoever hasn't pitched recently, and whoever's not pitching on back-to-back-to-back games. Like, we know that Boone loves to overmanage the bullpen. That has been one of his biggest gripes for the past couple of years since he's been in charge of the team. I mean, look at how he even handled Batances for a little bit there. It was like, what's going on here? What are we doing? Are we going to really manage this properly? And last season, when Clay Holmes was able to kind of cement himself as the closer, we saw how dominant he was. And he could be that dominant again next season. Do I think he'll be like a one ERA closer again, like he was up until August? No, of course not. Because there's basically been like three or four relievers in the past 10 years that have done that. But... I do think that Clay Holmes can earn that closer role and should be the favorite going into the season for getting the most save opportunities. But again, having a closer by committee, not having a set closer, is something that the Yankees have kind of prioritized in the past couple of years. Like Chapman, like you said, was that closer. But after a little bit there, the team realized, all right, it's hurting us more than it's helping us to have him designated in that role. And then we started using him as like a mop-up, low-leverage guy, and he couldn't even do that. So, bye, Aroldis. I hope you get signed by no one and go play for the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. That is where you fit best. That way you can strike out <laughs> Marwin Gonzalez. But, I, I, I don't know, Ryan. Like, would, you, would you say that it's, it's almost a guarantee that Holmes is the closer opening day? 
Um, I would say, okay, if it's opening day, and by the way, Marlon Gonzalez is not striking out against Oldest Chapman. He is taking him yard. All right, he's going 450 dead yeah. center. Marwin Gonzalez RBW is here, man. We're we're ready. We are we I am a Marwin Gonzalez fan. My favorite uh, player in the overseas. Japanese baseball league by yes, far. Sir. Tyler Wade will be joining him soon, but hey, I, hey, I'm hey, joking. Hey, I love watch my, your mouth. Uh, <laughs> watch your mouth. Our dog. It's like the Steven, it's like the Stephen A quote, like, come on, we don't need to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> uh but um you know, in terms of just if you look at how this this bullpen's constructed, if it's opening day, you know the Yankees are up three to nothing, right? They use Luizaga, Wandy. I think they saved that ninth inning for Holmes. I, I personally, I, I think that's what ends up happening. Um, but one thing that this bullpen has that, as you mentioned, you know, Chapman's a bigger loss, a bigger win of a loss, not because not just because you know there was the baggage with him. There's the you know the loss of command, the regression. There's as you mentioned the opening up of roles. Uh, the Yankees can fully commit to this idea. If you look at even 2020, Jay Happ was upset that he was used as the uh, you know the the bulk the bulk guy in an opener, right? Don't remind me about Jay, right? <laughs> you know, um, and you know, I, I'm not saying this to say again. I'm not even going to say this to say Jay Happ should be just accepting of whatever role he gets. You know, these are human beings; they're allowed to be upset if they if they if they if they're going to be upset about a role. I totally understand. Um, but you can't deploy a system if everyone's not bought in, right? Yeah. Um, and you're going to have everyone bought in now. Um, you know, you I know you um got to talk about uh, Tommy Canley for a little bit in an episode uh, recently, but Tommy Canley, someone's going to be adding a sinker. His stuff is nasty, right? The Yankees just have a bullpen of, uh, they have a, they have a, a group of guys. They're just gross, right? You know, you look yeah. at, you know, even you look at the back end of that bullpen, it, it's really, you know, the Albert Abreu's of the world, the Greg Reiserts of the ro- world. You know, those guys have gross stuff, whether it's Albert Abreu throwing a 100 mile an hour sinker or, you know, Greg Reisert throwing a slider that, sweeps 20 inches across the plate like these dudes are just filthy they're gross right they're just nasty they have guys in the farm like ron randy randy vasquez who i got to watch live uh you know dude has a freaking unbelievable breaking ball like if you just watch carson coleman as well Right, Carson Coleman, dude, he has like 18 inches of run on a four-seam fastball, dude, 16 inches of reduced vertical break. He's he's got the most unique four-seam fastball in baseball. Like it, it's it's it's, uh, and I'm not saying this to uh, overreact or like over-exaggerate, but there actually isn't a four-seam fastball that has as much uh, backspin and induced vertical break, which is how like it plays up in the zone. So like Garrett Cole will have a lot of induced vertical break. Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, Carlos Rodon, I guess all the Yankee starters. Uh, <laughs> but usually those guys don't have 18 inches of run. You usually think of a sinker, a pitch that drops. A little bit more so as you mentioned you know, the Yankees just have a lot of guys who are going to grade very well in terms of having elite stuff and that's really what you care about right you get a bunch of nasty guys with different arm angles you know Ron Marnasio is a nasty guy and you think oh well he's got a 90 you know mid 90s fastball and he, you know he's got a great changeup, but it's also the arm angle right he, he drops down and he's he can he can throw a changeup that drops you know over you know close to 15 inches and then drop throw a, a four-seam fastball that that has that backspin and, and is thrown at a flat angle because of his uh the way he releases the ball so you know, you have guys like him in the bullpen. Holmes is that, you know, over-the-top heavy sinker guy. Loizaga, right? Loizaga is someone who, after 2021, was seen as the best reliever on this team. And and when he came back from injury, I think he became arguably the best reliever on this team, too. Look at the yeah. postseason. The Yankees leaned on Loizaga more than any other reliever in that bullpen, and he well, freaking delivered. Wandy man. pitched every game of the ALDS. Dude. So I think they leaned on Wandy a bit more, personally. But again, I think we're it was comparing apples pitch. and oranges here. Like right. these two were just, they were like hand in hand the best relievers on the team in the postseason. And that was without a doubt. Like when we put yeah. in Holmes, he gave up a couple of base knocks and walks. And it's like, all right, Clay, can we please buckle down a little bit here? And like, th- that's the thing with this Yang. And the problem is, is that we have other guys coming back too. Like as of right now, Lou Trevino and Albert Abreu are in the bullpen. And I personally think, I know you love Albert Abreu. But I personally think he's going to get bumped, DFA'd, traded, or something, and we may slot in Weiser there instead. 
Additionally, I wouldn't be shocked if we, I don't know, maybe added in someone even more talented via trade. Like, I know that the Reynolds trade is losing a lot of steam, but I do think that the Yankees may be, I, call me crazy, they may be looking at a package deal where they could get Reynolds and David Bedner from the Pirates, and that would be sublime. Like, let's be real here. The Yankees, as of right now, have probably the deepest and most talented bullpen in baseball. There are probably one or two other teams that you could toss up there. Like, I think the Braves have a really good bullpen. The Dodgers will always have a really good bullpen. And then there are a couple of other teams out there. Like, let's be real. The Rays are going to find a way to have some random-ass dude post a 1 ERA over 60 innings this season. They do it every year. But the Yankees' depth is what makes this bullpen so talented. And what that could do for them is it means that they don't have to have that set closer. Like, I, I want to see the Yankees have three or four guys that get, like, eight saves this season. Because that means that they're just going on matchups. They're going on health. They're going on who's tired and who's, like, healthy and uh, fresh for that game. And that's how you should manage the bullpen. The Yankees don't need Ron the Don Marinaccio to be their closer. They don't need Wendy Peralta to be their closer. But these guys can be. And that's what's so nice about this bullpen. I don't think in recent years I can remember a Yankees bullpen that has been this talented and has had this much uh, top talent top to bottom. Like in the past, we had no runs DMC, which was elite. We had the time where the Yankees in the early 2010s with Mariano Rivera, David Robertson, David Phelps. Like we've had a lot of good bullpen arms that have come and gone through the Yankees system. But this right now, in terms of like an eight-man bullpen that they're going to run, will probably be the best bullpen we've watched in recent years. And I know the Astros' postseason run was basically on the like piggybacking for how talented their bullpen was. But I think the Yankees easily go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Astros in terms of bullpen makeup. I know a lot of fans out there are like, you're just showing your bias. The Astros are objectively better than the Yankees. But in a lot of ways, they're not. The Yankees lineup, I will say, top to bottom is probably not as good as the Astros. I mean, the Astros could, could back Kyle Tucker sixth if they wanted, which is insane. But their bullpen and their rotation, I think, are better than the Astros. So if you wanted to compare the two, because that's always the guy that we're comparing against now, that is the team to beat. I mean, it's crazy because they've only really been good for like six years. But Astros fans would tell you they've been the greatest team of all time forever. But this bullpen can put the Yankees over the top. And we've seen in years past how difficult it is for teams to get six, seven innings out of their starters on a regular basis and for how much they like to mitigate that fatigue and put pitch counts and inning limits on people. I think that having this bullpen is one of the best weapons you could possibly have. Yeah, 100%. And you look at that rotation, you know, they're going to be able to slide one of those five guys in the postseason series uh, into the bullpen. You know, whether it's Montas, whether it's... It, I mean, I, I like. I don't even know if. I mean, I think Wansas is good. I just think that's like it's going to be pretty hard for me to imagine Cortez is like the fifth best start on the team. But this yeah. team is so talented that like you know the rotation is so talented that like you could say you know oh man Wansas was slid to the bullpen for the postseason series for postseason series and Wansas had like you know uh, 3.5 ERA right like that's just how talented this 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 rotation is. Elite you top know? to bottom, dude. The whole right. pitching staff, not just the bullpen, not just like the whole pitching staff is elite. And again, when Ron the Don Marinaccio comes in and gets his first save, I will be popping bottles of champagne because that'll be one of the greatest moments for him and for me. So I can't wait for that. But we yeah. don't even need him to. Like Marinaccio, if we're being honest here, <clears throat> is probably going to be like our sixth inning, seventh inning guy that we use in more low leverage than high leverage situations, even though we both agree that he's definitely built for the high leverage moments. But that's what this bullpen allows the Yankees to do. You can have guys like him. You can have guys like Weiser. You can have guys like Trevino. 
pitch in those lower leverage situations so you can preserve and keep the big dogs healthy. Like when Michael King comes back, I wouldn't be shocked if he immediately takes over roles as closer because he, I think, is the most talented bullpen arm on the team. Like that, that's, we, we've named like six guys here that would be a lot of teams, number one, eighth inning setup guy, and they're going to be fighting for innings this season. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a lot of depth in the farm in a lot of ways that they can, you know, if guys go down with injury, they'll be able to uh, fill in nicely. And, you know, ultimately, this is a, a bit, a lot of this credit doesn't just go to Brian Cashman for player acquisition, but I, I you know, and this is also part of what Brian Cashman did, but uh, bringing in Matt Blake and Sam Bryan was, I mean, those are two of the biggest uh, acquisitions the Yankees have made. Uh, and, and people don't give the organization enough credit for making those acquisitions. They don't give those two enough credit for uh, developing and and, and, perf- mm-hmm. and not not necessarily uh, you know changing all of baseball or something like that, but changing the Yankees. Right, the Yankees were a team that we looked at as they were just a bunch of sluggers, and you just prayed the pitching would hold up, and that they couldn't develop pitching, and they ruined guys they trade for. This team gets the most they can out of any arm they bring in, um, and, and I couldn't be more excited to see what a better pitching staff in terms of talent can get done with you know these type of pitching coaches and, and this organization so you know I, I think ultimately when we're looking at this bullpen the closer role is going to be open and, and that's a good thing Yankee fans may think to themselves you know not having a set closer is a bad thing you know I'm not saying this to say like I'm this over I'm this super smart like higher being and people who want a set closer are this like well you are uh, the super un- smart higher being. yeah and- <laughs> we are this awakened higher being and everyone else is that wants a set closer is just yeah, they haven't been awakened yet. Like, personally, honestly, you know. No enlightenment for them. <laughs> right. You need to be enlightened to know closer roles. But seriously, like, this team is this team is going to be able to play around the closer spot. They don't have to force themselves to keep anyone closing. If guys get hurt, if guys slump, they can they can, they can can uh, adjust for that. You know, the one guy, again, that I, I think brings the most fun to the closer role is Wani Peralta. Just because, again, every time he closes a freaking game, man, that there is a heart attack involved. It's nails. Like, you think, he's like even he's the new year. Houdini. He reminds me of Houdini, where it's like, I don't, oh, God. Like, when? Andy gives up a soft base, soft contact base hit, walks a guy, and you're like, how are we going to get out of this? There's two on, no one out. And then next thing you know, it's a double play, and Wendy strikes someone out. And it's like, well, that's it. Cool. Great job, yeah. Wendy. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he's one of those guys. He's, I mean, he's one of those just ridiculously nasty guys the Yankees brought in and got the most out of. So, you know, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Talking, Do you guys? Who's not yeah. even in baseball. He's in the KBO. That's Dude, who we got Wendy for. That, that trade has been boated so well for the Yankees and that's what again like a fine wine the Yankees do this like they the Yankees do this with ease and they're going to continue to do this so you know whether it's you know whether it's Clay Holmes whether it's some random guy they bring in from uh, who knows where that throws 100 and has 18 inches of arm side run you know uh someone's going to be closing for this team but I don't think it's going to be the same guy every day I don't think it's going to be a set close situation you know if it is you know that that's great that's fine but I don't think they're going to force themselves to do that again um if you guys disagree do you guys if you guys think the Yankees should have a set closer if you guys think it shouldn't be Clay Holmes maybe you guys think it's wise ago maybe you guys think it's Wani Peralta hell maybe you guys maybe you guys or maybe it's just Nick on a burner types in Ron Marinasio in the comments below but let us know what you guys think thank you guys so much for checking this out you guys have been great with the support lately we're on the road to 4,000 subscribers make sure to like comment and subscribe you can check us out on Facebook TikTok Instagram, Twitter. I mean, we're all over the place. Obviously, you know to check Pinterest, us out on YouTube. Gmail. Yeah. I mean, we're going to uh, we're bringing MySpace. back MySpace. Oh, oh dude, we said it <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but uh thank you guys so much for checking us out. We've got articles coming out left and right. I know that Nick's got a beta article that it's either on the way out or is out by the time this drops. Yeah, probably Probably published by, by the time, time this drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check it so, out Master Bader, Harrison Bader, Darth Bader, whatever you want to call the guy. Yeah, man. You <laughs> yeah. guys can you guys can make sure to check out our writing content on there and all your New York sports content is on Empire Sports Media. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We'll see you guys in the next video. Peace out.